You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Thursday. It's hour one. Come on in. Stay a while. The great Paul Feinbaum will join us coming up a little bit later on this morning. Your phone calls are always welcome. Got a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. Say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner. Download the app, watch for free, and our radio affiliates around the country, including the formidable Fox Sports Radio lineup. Our Twitter handle at DP Show, phone number 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Cowboys at the Saints coming up tonight. We'll talk about that matchup. Baseball has locked out its players for the first time since 1990. And it looks like Notre Dame is going to promote the defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman, to head coach. Notre Dame is expected to make that promotion coming up here in the next couple of days after Brian Kelly left for LSU. Yesterday, when Brian Kelly was with us in the second hour of the program, I asked him about, is he going to take assistance to LSU? Yeah, you know, so, you know, we're going to hire the best coaches, right? You know, I had great coaches at Notre Dame. Uh, we can hire great coaches here at LSU. So, um, you know, they're employed right now at, at Notre Dame. And, um, you know, certainly we have to be sensitive to that fact. Are there guys that I, would I love to have some of those guys join me here? Absolutely. But we have to go through the right process. Um, and, you know, that's, that's going to be a fluid situation. Freeman is not a big name. He's never been a head coach. But there's a lot of positives. He was an assistant at Cincinnati. They grew into a mid-major conference power. The Irish defense has been great this year. And then maybe the biggest benefit for Freeman is emotional. When Kelly left, there was a lot of hard feelings. Fans across the country were mad. But it seems like the team itself is rallying around Freeman and Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator. Freeman's only 35. Now, that could be viewed as a negative. Lincoln Riley went from his... uh, Position of offensive coordinator at Oklahoma to head coach at 33. Pat Fitzgerald, linebacker coach at Northwestern, to head coach at 31. P.J. Fleck, when he took over as head coach at West uh, Western Michigan, was 32. He was 36 when he got to Minnesota. Matt Campbell took over Toledo at 32, went on to coach Iowa State at 36. This is different. This is different from all of those programs. You're running a national brand now. And, you know, the, the higher up you get, the less coaching you do. There's so much that goes into being a head coach. you got to manage everybody now. As a defensive coordinator, you walk in and you see your guys. That's what you have to worry about. Now you got to worry about the offense and then the special teams and then the media and then the boosters and then everybody else, the chancellor, the president. There's so much more, and that's why I've said so many times on this show, not everybody is cut out to be a head coach because of everything that goes into being a head coach. But we'll find out really soon uh, how good Marcus Freeman is going to be. Tommy Reese is the offensive coordinator. Expectations at Notre Dame are high. They should stay high. They have tough academic standards. They don't get to play in a conference championship game, but they do have the standalone name recognition, your own TV network, and there still is that magic of Notre Dame. There were a lot of things going on last night. Some of it I can tell you about, some of it I cannot. But I do know that LSU and Brian Kelly wanted Tommy Reese, wanted him to be their offensive coordinator. So Tommy Reese was the former Notre Dame uh, quarterback, and he's, I think, 29 years of age. 
and is really highly thought of. So Tommy Reese is probably looking at this situation going, do I go to LSU with Brian Kelly? Can I stay here? But if Luke Fickle comes in, then he's going to bring in his own people. And it almost felt like Tommy Reese was the most important chip here. Because if he leaves, do they promote Marcus Freeman? Was it a package deal? And that's what I was told last night. This was a package deal. That if Tommy Reese was staying, now they felt the continuity was there. You have your defensive coordinator who's now being elevated to head coach. You keep your offensive coordinator and you feel really good about it. Their combined ages, I don't think total Brian Kelly's, or at least it's pretty close to it, maybe two years older. He's 60. You got 35 and 29. Paulie, do the math for me. That, McLovin's got to do that. Oh, okay. But. You know, it just feels like if if Notre Dame got this right, they got it, they hit a home run. But, you know, here's the other thing to factor. Notre Dame doesn't change. There's still going to be the same hurdles there for Marcus Freeman and Tommy Reese. Like, these are institutional hurdles that are going to be there. And I go back to what Brian Kelly was basically saying to his players on Monday morning. I'm leaving because I can't win a championship with you. Now, he can't say that, but I think that Tommy Reese staying probably made it a lot easier to bring in or, you know, elevate Marcus Freeman and make it a package deal. And I think that by all accounts, they're hitting a home run. But then so is LSU. LSU was backed into a corner because they thought they had Lincoln Riley. And then they threw a Hail Mary, and it landed at South Bend. USC got lucky. Who would have thought Lincoln Riley? And now we got to find out if Oklahoma can hit a home run. But some of the things going on behind the scenes last night, fascinating. And it was happening in real time. I'm on the phone with Paulie. A couple of times. You called me six times last night. <laughs> I did. I kept. I said, all right. All I got to right. go. You, you did the non-goodbye. I just hear, boop. Yeah, I know. I go, I got to go. And then one time I didn't even say I got to go. I just clicked. And then uh, I, you know, I just wanted to make sure that we were following it correctly, getting the right information there, talking to the right people. But it was fascinating last night what was going on in real time. And you were trying to figure out. And then Tommy Reese gets in front of the team and says, hey, this is where I want to be. I love you guys. And then posted the video. And all of a sudden it was like, boom, ball game. Tommy Reese staying. Marcus Freeman is going to get the head coaching job. Nothing's official yet. Nothing's official yet. Sources close to me tell me that it's a longer process for uh, Marcus Freeman to be promoted to being the head coach. Yes, Paul? Could the big winner be Cincinnati football fans today? That's another possibility. I was told last night that... Notre Dame knew Luke Fickle was not going to leave Cincinnati until they played in the uh, Final Four. Now, I'll go back to a question I asked Brian Kelly yesterday. I asked him, what if, you know what, I think the question is in there, right, Seton? Here's uh, Brian Kelly yesterday. Oh, I don't Okay, know. no, wait a minute, hold on. I thought the question was in there. Uh, what if Notre Dame was ranked third in the college football playoffs? Oh, 
I don't know, Dan. You know, those those are those are tough questions. You know, I mean, I'm I'm a pretty honest guy, and 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 would would tell you, but I, I it, those those are so hard to you know to answer relative to what I've had done something different in in that situation, and I I really couldn't tell you to be honest with you, um, because it's not the case. Um, but but I I really couldn't answer that question. Fascinating. Luke Fickle is saying, now I don't know if he was offered the Notre Dame job, but I do know somebody said that Luke is not going to be available for a month because he feels like he owes it to his Cincinnati you know, players. Now, if Cincinnati is eighth, he might have been available. But the fact that Brian Kelly was saying, well, I can't really say that. And what happens if after every the dust settles this weekend and Notre Dame is somehow in the final four? And Cincinnati's not. Yikes. Right? Can I get a do-over? Yeah. But but that's why it, this is this is fluid. I mean, it's crazy. But Notre Dame could end up in the final four. Yes, Eden. It's funny that, you know, you said uh, Luke Fickle feels like he owes his players something. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get the sense Brian Kelly believes he owes anybody anything. No. No. Not a thing. No. No. Look, he made his decision. I know there's been, uh, you know, Brady Quinn, who's going to join us tomorrow, former Notre Dame quarterback. He was really upset about this. You know, uh, Peter King was really upset about this. Is anybody upset that Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma? Exactly. And I like Lincoln Riley. And he made a really smart business decision, in my opinion. But nobody's, nobody's upset. It's just... You, you look at Notre Dame, and it's polarizing. Brian Kelly, polarizing. That's all this is. I mean, Brian Kelly did at least meet with his team. I don't know if Lincoln Riley did. I think he just got on a plane, and he was in Southern California. It took his coordinators with him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those, if you go into the building, and all of a sudden you see some guys carrying out stuff, you know, <laughs> you're going, where are you guys going? Southern California? What What for? Forever? Oh, you guys are recruiting <laughs> out there? Or? Oh, God. <laughs> what a great business. Yeah, Paul. Hey, Coach, why are you leaving all your winter coats and sweaters in the office and taking off with work shorts? <laughs> yeah, McLovin. I did hear some criticism of Riley that he's soft for not wanting to go to the SEC. That was one the one thing. Yeah. And I think we were all like, yeah, I don't want to go there either. But here's Brian Kelly, who wanted to go to the SEC. He didn't get any credit for being tough for going to the SEC. You know, they look at it this way. Lincoln Riley took an easier route to win a national championship or compete for one. So did Brian Kelly. They, in different ways, if you think about it, Brian Kelly had reached the glass ceiling at Notre Dame. He doesn't worry about recruiting. He doesn't worry about academic. He doesn't have to worry about any of that at LSU. He just has to coach. Lincoln Riley, you're not going to go to the SEC. Don't have to worry about the competition there. You can go to Southern California. You can stand alone in the Pac-12. You can be what Oklahoma was to the Big 12, and you can be that in the Pac-12. They took different routes, but they're really saying the same thing. Brian Kelly didn't think he could win a championship there. And that's the one thing that's left out on his resume. 
You know, it's one thing when somebody says, you won more games than anybody in the history of Notre Dame. And then, but no national titles. So when somebody says, boy, the greatest coach in Notre Dame history, it's not going to be Brian Kelly. When they say the winningest, they're going to talk about the regular season. Brian Kelly wants to win a national championship. LSU was desperate. They paid the money. That's all. But I don't know if there's any outrage from anyone nationally. I know there is locally at Oklahoma. But Lincoln Riley just left. It was, how dare Brian Kelly do this? Just be fair to everybody. Because you know what? Next year, somebody else is going to do it. And a year after that. So the outrage should be even. Because they're doing the same thing at the same, you know, same level to the same players. Uh, Poll question, McLevin, what do you have? I have a bunch of college football options. Uh, Let's start with who had the best week. USC getting Lincoln Riley, LSU getting Brian Kelly, Cincinnati likely securing their final four spot. Uh, And keeping their coach. And keeping their coach. Maybe. Uh, Lincoln Riley for going to USC, Brian Kelly for getting paid. Do you put Marcus Freeman if he gets a job? Is this a pretty good gig? Yeah, yeah, this is a nice promotion for him. Then uh. he's thirty-five. He hasn't been a head coach. Eleven months ago, he's the defensive coordinator at Cincinnati. Now he could be Notre Dame's head coach at thirty-five. I think he had the best week. If he gets the job, he keeps his offensive coordinator. I think he probably. You knew Lincoln Riley was going to get a job whether it was NFL or some other place. Brian Kelly had feelers from everybody, including USC. Yeah, McLevin. Could you play USC as having the best week? They're getting a lot of love. They had a great, they had a great, they may win it. They had a great week. LSU had a great week. Yeah, McLevin. We also had a poll. Paul had, of course, went negative. Who will regret the past week the most? <laughs> okay. Luke Fickle, will he regret this? Wait a minute. Let, let's hold on. Let okay. me take a break. Saucy. Come back. Paul Feinbaum's going to join us. By the way, the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, all-time greats, only one place to collect them all, our friends at Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the DP Show. For instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more, start or continue your collection online now, PaniniAmerica.net. We'll take a break. Back after this. Oh, Mercedes-Benz. The vans, awesome. Those Sprinter vans, love them. You know, you could live the van life if you wanted to. Totally customize your Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could tour around the country. Do you know how many national parks there are? McLevin, do you know? 60? Todd, do you know? I thought there was 117. Okay. So that's the back row, and they're really, really educated. Let me go to the front row. They're not as much. Paul? National parks. National sites. 31. Maybe the front row is not as smart. Uh, Seton? 1,200. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's 423 national parks. No, there's parks not. Of, yes. Uh, if this <laughs> is closest without going over, I lost. <laughs> Dang it. I think you counted a few twice. Just make sure you take a test drive. The Mercedes-Benz vans, we've been talking about them. Love everything that they have to offer. Head to Mercedes-Benz, a dealership today, and get that Sprinter, and tell them that your dream sent you.
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options. Cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew, Mercedes-Benz vans. Built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Before we get to Paul Feinbaum, Paulie, you had a poll question for today. It's college football related. Right. Who will most regret the past week? Mm-hmm. Luke Fickle, if he passed on the Notre Dame job. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma for not matching USC's offer to Lincoln Riley, mm. or Brian Kelly for leaving the comfy job that he had to go to the SEC? Um, I don't think Brian Kelly is going to regret it. Oklahoma, maybe. And I don't know if Luke, Luke Fickle was going to be offered the job at Notre Dame. I just know that somebody, a source said last night, that he wasn't going to be available for the next month because he wanted to coach Cincinnati in the Final Four. ESPN's Paul Feinbaum joining us, the voice of the SEC. And uh, SEC Network, uh, beginning at 3 Eastern, uh, Paul will be on the uh, SEC Nation live Saturday at 2 Eastern on SEC Network ahead of the SEC title game. Paul joins us now. Can you remember a week of coaching changes that rival this in recent memory? No, uh because there, there's never been one like this, Dan. And, and I was thinking to myself, it's Thursday in the craziest week we've ever covered in college football. What if after the game Saturday night, Nick Saban announces he's retiring and Lane Kiffin takes his place? Would that top everything else? <laughs> <laughs> now, you're not reporting that. <laughs> no, 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 please. Okay. That's just, I was just, I was just free associating. Is there any, is there any chess move left? Uh, that could obliterate a, a, you know, a 35-year-old taking over at Notre Dame, the two moves that we've obsessed over since uh, Monday and uh, Sunday and Monday. And, and that's really about it. Uh, beyond that, uh, it's, it's the craziest week ever. Who had the best week? Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, Marcus Freeman, others? I, I think in some ways Southern Cal did with Lincoln Riley because you know, they have this gold-plated program that has been dormant since Pete carol and they have infused energy in a town that as you know needs needs buzz needs sizzle and he's done it i I think he will recruit fabulously well out there there's so many great players that are everywhere uh from alabama to ole miss to to oregon and and you can you can find a million other ones uh, in between uh i i think you know notre dame is 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 a puzzle because so little is known about marcus freeman and he hasn't been announced yet but he likely will uh, they're just making sure that he hasn't done anything on his resume like George O'Leary 20 years ago. That's oh. the only reason I think they're still waiting up there. And I don't, I don't blame anyone for taking your time. Uh, I think LSU did well. I mean, Brian, I talked to Brian Kelly yesterday, as I know you did. And, and I, he, he's the most relaxed 60 year old in America. He just he just uh, he just cashed in his 401k uh, for a hundred million dollars and, uh, and and gets introduced to uh, Cajun food. Does he know what he's getting himself into? I think on one level he does. I, I don't think he understands the, the lingo. And, and frankly, there's no way you can. I, I, I've lived in Louisiana, and it's, it's an incredible place. But the only guy who I think ever really understood it, uh, it is Ed Ogeron, and he just got fired. So I, I think you almost have to throw that out. Uh, Nick, Nick Saban looked lost 
uh, 18 years ago when he parachuted in there uh, from East Lansing. Remember the, the famous story, Dan, they sent the plane for his staff. and <laughs> Saban's the only guy that got off. Uh, nobody else was leaving with him. Uh, eventually, a few more joined him, but uh, it's just that's just the way it is. And and I, I think fit is, is overrated uh, a little bit. As soon as you can start winning, fans will love you. They don't care who you are and where you're from. Yeah, you start to figure this out and you look at it and like the immediate success. I, I like what Notre Dame did if it meant you kept your offensive coordinator and basically your defensive coordinator. And they're young, 35 and 29. Um, it can be dangerous because now if Marcus Freeman becomes a head coach, everything that that entails. And I always go back to Bill Belichick's coaching tree. You know, Charlie Weiss, he's not a head coach. Assistant coach, Romeo Cornell, assistant coach. When you take over the head coaching job and you're at a franchise, I mean, this is a Notre Dame's a franchise. It's like Duke, the Yankees, the Cowboys. You're taking over something really enormous and really, really polarizing. Is there any other place in college football that comes close to what the responsibilities will be at Notre Dame? Well, probably Alabama, um, but but I think that's a given. Yeah, and, and and again, I know a lot of young people are listening, and they're going, yeah, Notre Dame, uh, what's the deal? But 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 Dan, when when we grew up, uh, Notre Dame was the biggest name in college football, and it still is on one level. Now, I, I think it's changed a little bit because the the sport has mostly moved south in terms of a recruit where, where where recruits want to go. But it's it's you'll, you'll never go wrong saying I just committed to Notre Dame. We're talking to Paul Feinbaum, host of the Paul Feinbaum Show on ESPN Radio. Uh, Let's look at the what-if scenarios here. If You want to start with Alabama and Georgia? Can Alabama – I know they can beat Georgia. Of course, they have a chance. But the likelihood that we could see Alabama upsetting Georgia is what? I I think it's pretty low, Dan. And uh, you're talking to somebody who's spent most of his life in Alabama and – not, not that our predictions matter, but I will give you a stat. I have not picked against Alabama since the Iron Bowl in 2010 when Cam Newton was the Auburn quarterback. Uh, and by the way, uh, they've only been an underdog one time since then, so it's not like I'm, I'm really doing anything or, or, or going against Vegas. You, you, would, you would be very wealthy if you had bet on Alabama every game uh, over the last 11 years. But it's hard for me to buy into – well, Nick Saban's on the sidelines. Okay, well, he was on the sidelines at College Station. He was also there last week at Auburn when, when Alabama should have lost. So I just don't think the matchup goes very well. Uh, and yeah, I know Kirby Smart's team with Georgia is in the playoffs, but they don't care about that. I mean, they want to beat Alabama. Kirby Smart can't walk down the street without somebody saying, how did you blow the last three Alabama games? <laughs> uh, two, of the, two of them uh, in, in the national championship game, he had a he had, a, I think, a 13-point lead. The next year in the SEC game, I believe he had a 17-point lead. And he, he led in, in the most recent game a year ago. So he, he's had enough of that. Uh, and he's ready to, to plant his flag, I think, in Nick Saban's throat. Where do you think we get the potential for biggest surprise this weekend? Well, I do think Cincinnati is vulnerable uh, against Houston. That's a team that we just, uh, you know, we, we've, we haven't talked much about, but they're on quite a hot streak. Uh, I, I'd rather not say this out loud that, that what if 
Michigan loss because you know I, I mean I, I I don't even I'm not getting out of bed Sunday morning if Michigan loses because I, I don't even want to think about that possibility because I I've now I'm now the biggest Jim Harbaugh fan in America I hope he wins everything never loses another game wait wait what, uh, wait, but, what happened <laughs> that sounds like that's tongue in cheek Paul well it's somewhat tongue in cheek but I I've, I've heard from so many good-natured Michigan fans this week that, that are so well meaning that I, I just don't I'd rather not deal with them again I say I listen uh yeah Harbaugh is a, is a is a chapter in many many books but uh Oklahoma State could lose I mean all these are possibilities they're, they're not that far-fetched oh man if Michigan loses to Iowa <laughs> it does it does it undo everything no, because I, I think he was hired to beat Ohio State. Uh, and, and I think, uh, you know, he's got an unusual fan base, uh, Dan. I don't need to uh, enlighten you on that. Um, and and they, they wanted that game so badly. Uh, I think that was – I know they'll argue, but I think in some ways that's what he had to overcome. I think he'll win. Uh, I think this is a, a non-issue, but um, th- please don't – I mean, I, I love being on your show, but I don't want to see your name on my phone uh, Monday morning <laughs> if, if Michigan loses because I'm going into a cave. What if Notre Dame somehow gets into the Final Four? Well, then, then Marcus Freeman uh, gets to become a hero. What was the guy's name at uh, Larry at, Coker? At University? Yeah, but but what about remember the remember the uh, NCAA basketball tournament with Michigan? Steve uh, and, Fisher, and the, right? The guy, the guy nearly won the national championship. Now, it would be one of those type stories, and you know, everyone who says that the committee will go against Notre Dame, I think they're wrong. I, I think they, they would like to embrace this story. Uh, with with a brand new coach, uh, I, I think that I think the narrative is completely wrong on Notre Dame. What about Oklahoma State? Could Oklahoma State get boxed out here? It's possible. Yes, I I, I think Cincinnati is in. I, I think all these uh, doomsdayers who think the committee will go against Cincinnati don't don't understand the politics of this. And, and now I, I sound like one of those critics who who claim the mothership uh, makes every decision. They don't. Uh, but but I, I think Cincinnati is 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 the favorite son here. They if they win, they're in. Oh, you think that they? Because I thought they if they keep them at four, then it's easier to drop them out. If you know style a point. You know, style points here. Uh, I'm overthinking this, uh, as I always do, Dan. But I, I just think that uh, it would send such a bad message. And I, I, I don't, you know, when these committee guys uh, say, "Oh, well, we just we, we hit the re- reset button every week," I, I don't really believe that. I think if they want, if they didn't want Cincinnati, they would have kept them below that line uh, because there, there would be quite a reaction. Uh, and that's not really well right now college football doesn't care all they care about is a hundred million dollars uh, a coach so but i i'm 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 pretty firm on cincinnati getting in does nick saban get a raise he should uh and i i wonder if you know say saban is calling his agent jimmy sex and going does somebody want me i'm i'm available for 150 million and, and by the way uh dan nick saban is worth a hundred million dollars a year forget for 10 years what he's done for college football, for his his school, his league, uh, you know, you put Nick Saban uh, as a CEO on on Wall Street or or a or a California tech company, he's making uh, with with stock options, he's making a hundred million dollars a year, easy. Yeah, I just wonder how long he wants to coach. He did lash out at the fan base. <laughs> he flirted with Texas, but I don't know if that was just to say to Alabama, hey, understand what you have because there are other people who want me. Or do you think he got close to taking that Texas, John? 
I think he he was close. They offered him, based on what the people with whom I've spoken, uh, about $100 million back then. That was in 20, uh, 2012, 2013. He, he told me once that he did not want to deal with the Texas boosters, meaning that there's too many people. Uh, when he went to Alabama, he, he laid the law down. I'm running this program. Don't bother me. And that was always the problem at Alabama. It's been the problem at a lot of schools. So he has total control. And but I but you know, he, he just turned 70. I, I don't think he's ready to walk away, but uh, he does seem a little restless this year, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he's kind of like irascible sometimes, gets cranky, <laughs> and, and he just doesn't want to deal with, you know, us minions there. I asked Brian Kelly yesterday <laughs> if Notre Dame was ranked third, would he have left for the job at LSU? And he said, I can't answer that. What do you think yeah, he would have done? Uh, uh, I think he would have had a difficult time doing that um, because you know it, it would have it would it would have been uh, perceived as unconscionable. It's much easier leaving when you're fifth or sixth, and but, but, it's no longer your responsibility. Do you think that he basically said to the university and to his players yesterday or Monday, "I can't win a national championship"? That's why. That's I, exactly right. That's exactly what he's saying, and and he's right. Yeah. Uh, and, for, and for all the criticism he has gotten, you know, losing to Alabama by 28 in 2012 and, and the two playoff losses, the, the, the roster, I'll never forget on the field in Miami. And you were down there. I remember seeing you at a restaurant the night before. I was walking around with uh, uh, somebody from the NFL, an NFL uh, executive, and he said, these two teams don't even look the same. Uh, Alabama looked like an NFL team and, and Notre Dame looked like a a good college team. They, they were, they're not comparable. And I think that's why he's, he doesn't get the credit that he really is deserving. And there was no way he's ever going to get the five-star defensive players up there and, and the elite athletes at wide receiver and, 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 and running back and quarterback that, that Alabama, Georgia, and, and a lot of the schools in the South, including LSU, get. And that's why Marcus Freeman, if he takes over the job, it's still the same requirements, restrictions, hurdles at Notre Dame. Nothing – Nothing really changes. I mean, you change no. coaches, but you still have your same offensive, offensive and defensive philosophies with those two coaches. You still have to get, you have to work really hard to get those recruits in. And Brian Kelly's probably saying, wait a minute, I can triple my salary. Yeah, it's the SEC. They won a national title a couple of years ago. And I don't have to worry about anything academically. Where do I sign up? And at age 60. Yeah, I, I think it's trite to say this because we know Saban won a championship at LSU, but but I have to think Brian Kelly's saying to, to his wife, Les Miles and Ed Ogeron won titles down there. I mean, those guys, <laughs> I mean, I can do that. I'm better than those guys. And and you're now defined by a title. And, and I think that's where he is. Oh, my God. Yeah, I haven't thought of it that way, but uh, you know, <laughs> no offense, you were supposed to say. No offense to oh, Ed O or Les Miles. <laughs> with all due respect yes, to Les Miles, of course. Of course, of course. Uh, great to talk to you, Paul, as always. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dan. A pleasure. That's Paul Feinbaum, the voice of the SEC, and you can uh, listen and watch Paul Feinbaum show on ESPN Radio. The Paul Feinbaum show from Atlanta uh, coming up on Friday on SEC Network. And they, of course, uh, will be there for the SEC championship game as well. Andrew in Washington leads us off today. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Dan. Five seven one sixty five. Thank you. Been waiting that forever. Been listening to you. Been watching you since the Sports Center days. Real quick, um, Fritzy. Thanks for the great T-shirts. I wear them at the gym. Do arm day where I'm wearing Captain Obvious for you. There you go. Um, 
Yeah, you're right about that. But anyways, hey, I had a follow-up question real quick. Do you think Brian Kelly's staff, Tommy Reese, Marcus Freeman, would have followed him if he would have handled it, if he had more time than 24 hours, and um, if he would have had more chance to get that? And uh, going out, just want to say, I love the back row, but I got to say, suck it back row. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Sometimes that means you do love them by saying suck it back row. I don't know. I know the time frame was tricky because Notre Dame needed answers out of Tommy Reese because Tommy Reese was, you know, was he going to go and follow Brian Kelly to LSU? But those two went out to the West Coast and were recruiting. And then one flew home to South Bend and the other one flew maybe to Baton Rouge and then to South Bend. You fly out private and then I think Tommy had to fly back commercial. How awkward would had that? Oh, my God. So you're out there recruiting. You're looking at a wide receiver. And then all of a sudden LSU starts to heat up and then your attorney gets on the flight and then it's Tommy Reese and it's Brian Kelly and the attorney. Um, and it's the Notre Dame plane. <laughs> so, Going to LSU? Yeah. And it's like, uh, hey, uh, Tommy, maybe do a little more recruiting. And uh, once you get a, you know, we got a, a, you know, two stops on a Delta that'll get you in to South Bend. Uh, Tommy, we're going to need you to find another ride, okay? Thanks. Uh, Tommy, here's your, board, here's your boarding pass. Coach, we don't need boarding passes for yeah. private jets. Well, something's changed. Yeah. You imagine Tommy Reese is there with his little suitcase. He's just waiting. And all of a sudden, you know, Brian. I think we got him. I think we landed the recruit, Coach. I think we got uh, him. Not we. Uh, you did. He's going to Notre Dame. I'm going to LSU. Here's some peanuts and a Sprite. Have fun, yeah. Skippy. <laughs> Oh, hey, am I on the flight? No, really? I thought we we're going in the same to the same place. Not directly, <laughs> not directly. Yeah, Paul. Dan, you took Seaton and I on a private plane once to to Notre Dame. Yes, actually, which to is South I, Bend. I if you would have asked one of us, hey, you're going to fly commercial on the way back, I would have thought maybe you upgraded. Maybe Jerome Bettis was flying yeah, back with you, or I'd something. I'd say, hey, I don't have any room here. I'm going to take a break. We have our uh, play of the day, settle on our poll question, and phone calls aplenty after this. Holiday season's a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of stress. What do I buy my family? What do I get the Danettes that I haven't already given them? That's why sleep is a priority this time of the year. Get invited to a holiday party, maybe show up, do a cameo, grab a few cookies, and then say goodbye. Also the busiest time of the year for sports. So if it comes down to the choice, would I rather drink eggnog with a neighbor that I may not like or watch a midweek Mac game and go to bed on time? Well, you know the choice I'm going to make. I need to be on my A game and that means a great night's sleep and my sleep number bed. My sleep number setting is 75. Don't miss Sleep Number's Cyber Week special. Save up to $1,000 on select Sleep Number 360 smart beds and adjustable bases. Plus, special financing ends Monday, December 6th, only at Sleep Number. SleepNumber.com slash Patrick or Sleep Number stores. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See SleepNumber.com slash Patrick for details. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God. The play, the play, is the play. of the day. Left side, got it. Play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Got us down the lane. Attacks. Scoops it. Up and in. It's the go ahead bucket with two seconds to play. Here come the Hornets. A half court heave at the hole. In and out. What a ball game. The Bucks will survive it. That's courtesy of the Bucks Radio Network. Giannis has gone over 40 points this season three times, second in the league behind Steph Curry's four. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes-Benz. Take a test drive. Their SUVs, the 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLE. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. LaMelo Ball is a star. He was awesome last night. Now you're going to hear LaMelo Ball MVP candidate, question mark. He is great. He's fun. And I know that we have an aversion to his father, but you got to move past that because he is putting up big numbers, 28-8-8. And he's just learning. You can see that when you watch. Still learning the game. He's got so much ability. And his shot is a lot better. Let's put it this way. He's making shots that I don't know if that jumper is worthy of that. But he has a lot of confidence. He has the confidence that Lonzo, his older brother, didn't have. Now, Lonzo has developed and and he continues to want to develop. That's the key, Lonzo. But LaMelo, LaMelo is not afraid. Not afraid of anybody. And last night, he was great in that loss. I, I tried to watch the Celtics 76ers. I tried. And it was a close game, but I, I just couldn't do it. It's one of those where you start to watch and you go, okay, I'm, man, I'm going to try to hold on for a little while. Oh, I can't. Yeah, McLevin. The Al Horford faces his former team, the Sixers, again. Horford and B, that to mm, do for you? Mm. Al Horford, two dribbles to the right little hook shot? Yeah. I no. just uh, I couldn't hang in there. I watched a lot of college basketball last night. I've watched a lot of college basketball this week, but I was interrupted last night because I'm, I'm on the phone texting the whole thing with Notre Dame, what's going on. And uh, then I was like, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I watched uh, the mayor of Kingstown with uh, Jeremy Renner. So what's, that, what's that about? <sighs> Jeremy Renner is a guy on the outside and he sort of navigates, negotiate what goes on in the local prison. And there's deals that are being made. And, you know, he's he's kind of a warden of the prison, but he's not. But it's it's kind of a complicated job title that he has. I don't know exactly what he does, but he does seem to get a lot of things done. <laughs> it's not really a job in an official capacity. No, no, no. But but Renner's really good in it. And, uh, you know, there was one problem, because if you watch the first episode, 
about halfway through, somebody gets killed that you didn't think was going to get killed because you thought they were going to be a star. They're already a star, but it's one of those where you're watching, you go, wait, they just killed that guy. It's one of like three people that I know in this show. Yes. <laughs> the hell is he dead already? Yeah, and I went, oh, damn. Like when you watch the trailers, you're watching, and then you're going, oh, that guy's in. Oh, okay, that guy's in. And you start to watch the first episode, and you're like, oh, that guy's not in it anymore. Yes, Todd. The Friday Night Lights coach, which we all really love that show, Kyle Chandler, what's his role in that? I hope that doesn't give away anything as far as who's alive and who's dead, but I was going to watch that just because Kyle Chandler is in that show. That would be the spoiler alert, Todd. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't end well. And I'm going, wait a minute. He's a big name. That's part of the reason why I wanted to tune in to watch it. Clear eyes, pure hearts, can't lose. I guess he lost. <laughs> couple of phone calls here. Uh, James in Cincinnati. Good morning, James. What's on your mind? Morning, DP. Six foot, a fired up 190. Okay. You know what's great about today, Mr. Patrick, is that Brian Kelly screwed the Cincinnati Bearcats in 2009 by getting on the plane and not going to the Sugar Bowl for our undefeated season to go to Notre Dame. Earlier this week, he tries to screw the Bearcats again by take, taking off the LSU and Notre Dame coming after Luke Fickle. But the best part about all this is Brian Kelly goes to LSU, going to get dog-walked in the SEC, and then on top of that, his last, his last career loss – at Notre Dame is to Cincinnati. Oh, the irony. I can't wait for the Bearcats to roll this weekend, and we're headed to the college football playoff. All right. How about them Bearcats? All right. Good luck against Houston. Don't overlook Houston. And somebody who's watched two complete games with Houston this year, don't overlook them. By the way, in fairness to Brian Kelly, he left Cincinnati in a better position, and he's leaving Notre Dame in a better position. So we can we can rail against how he left. He can coach. He and he's great at hiring assistant coaches. If you look at his coaching tree, he had Matt Lafleur, and he had uh, 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 Sala, Rob Sala, the Jets coach. Yeah. Yes, they were grad assistants with him at Central Michigan, I believe. <laughs> and the story was Brian was having a party. And he, he brought in Matt LaFleur, who's now the Packers head coach, and Robert Sala, who's the Jets head coach, and asked them to shovel snow. Outside his house? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, you've got to earn your keep. Come you're, on, you're, you're a, a grad assistant? Hey, Mr. Miyagi made Daniel yeah. uh, do the waxing, and look how that worked yeah. out. Yeah, okay. Uh, Joe in <laughs> Delaware. Hey, Joe, what's up? I mean, imagine Matt LaFleur, the Packer head coach, you had him out there shoveling snow. I'm yeah. going to need you guys to uh, park these cars, yeah. and then I'm going to need they you to go get they, them at the end of the night. They Thanks. thought that they were being invited to the party, nah. and they get there, and then they have to shovel snow. Yeah, Paul. Can I get a drink? No, but you can grab the <laughs> shovel. Robert Sala looks like he could shovel some snow, though. Joe in uh, Delaware. Hi, Joe. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. How are you? Great. Really appreciate that. And I'll tell you, as a lifelong uh, Packers fan, if uh, that helped Matt LaFleur, I am, uh, I'm all for it. Hey, I think uh, Paul Feinbaum stole my thunder a little bit. I was going to argue that I thought Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, had the best week of all, just finally getting that monkey off his back, beating Ohio State. But I wanted to run something by you regarding Harbaugh, you and the Danettes. I can't think of anybody else in the Super Bowl era 
that has been good at all four levels of football, college coach, college player, NFL coach, NFL player, like Harbaugh. Uh, now, he hasn't won a championship at any of the four, but I, I honestly can't think of anybody else that's succeeded at all four levels like Harbaugh has. All right. And I'm not sure he always gets the credit for that. All right. Well, thank you, Joe. I'll give that a little thought here. But how many, how many guys would qualify in that category? Like who's been college player, pro player, college coach, pro coach? Yeah, McLevin. Did Pete Carroll play? I have no idea. Uh, if he did, he didn't play at a high level. But is there anybody who comes close to that? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. You know, it's tricky because you're talking about college pro player, college pro coach. Not many people would qualify for that. Yeah, McLevin. Spurrier did not have NFL success. He did not. He won a Heisman. He was not a good pro quarterback. Harbaugh was a pretty good pro quarterback. Yeah, uh, Paulie? Pete Carroll played college football, first at a junior college, then he played at the uh, University of the Pacific. He was a free safety. Mm. He was all Pacific Coast Conference. Mm. Okay. All right, one hour in the books, two more to go, more phone calls. Maybe change the poll question. 877-3DP-SHOW. Seton Paulie, Fritzy McLevin, yours truly, Dan Patrick Show. Close out first hour with Masterclass. How about Steph Curry teaching you how to shoot a basketball? How about Gordon Ramsay teaching you how to cook? Maybe somebody teaching you about wine, fashion, interior design. It's all available. Masterclass, exclusive classes on a wide variety of topics, all taught by world-class masters at the top of their fields. So many things to like about this because you get to do it on your own time. Each class is broken out into individual video lessons that fit easily into your schedule. You see about 20 lessons per class, 10 minutes per lesson, and you go at your own pace. Lessons available anytime, anywhere. Your phone, computer, tablet, smart TV, or there's an audio mode as well. With over 100 classes from a range of uh, world-class instructors, it's what you've always wanted to do. Maybe you want to learn how to play piano. You can learn from a master. This holiday, give one annual membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash Patrick today. That's masterclass.com slash Patrick. Terms apply.